We continue the explanation of Umdat al-Ahkam And we have reached the chapter on Tayammum uh, Tayammum meaning dry ablution Now linguistically the term Tayammum means uh, Seeking something Seeking something And in the legal meaning <coughs> The legal meaning is wiping the face and the hands from the clean earth uh, as a substitute for the uh, pure water and purification by water when uh, this is not feasible or not possible to use the water. This is the meaning of, uh, this is the legal meaning of uh, tayammum. And this is from the characteristics of this Ummah, of this nation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this legal as perfecting for this Ummah its deen and a mercy upon them, upon the nation, the nation of Muslims, and goodness to them. So all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith, reported by Bukhari and Muslim and others and we take it from uh, Al-Bukhari 1 volume 1 uh, 331 and we will be discussing this thoroughly in the next chapters inshallah in the next uh, talks قَالَ الرَّسُولُ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ نُصِرْتُ بِالرَّعْبِ مَسِيرَةَ شَهْرِ وَجُعِلَتْ لِيَ الْأَرْضُ مَسْجِدًا وَطَهُورًا فَإِمَا رَجُلٍ أَدْرَكَتْهُ الصَّلَاةَ فَلْيُصَلِّ وَأَحِلَّتْ لِيَ الْمَغَانِمُ وَلَمْ تُحَلْ لِأَحَدٍ قَبْلِي وَأُعْطِيتُ الشَّفَاعَةَ وَكَانَ النَّبِيُّ يُبْعَثُ إِلَى قَوْمِهِ خَاصَّةً وَبُعِثْتُ إِلَى النَّاسِ عَامَّةً uh, The Prophet ﷺ said, I have, been, uh, I have been given five things which were not given to anyone else before me. Allah made me victorious by Aw, casting fear <coughs> uh, in, in his enemies, for a distance of one month's journey, of course one month's journey taken by the mount uh, available then, and that's the camel, loaded camel. Now, uh, the earth has been made for me and for my followers a place for praying, and a thing to perform tayammum, meaning the earth. Therefore, any one of my followers can pray whenever the time of a prayer is due. And the third, that the booty has been made halal lawful for me, yet it was not lawful for anyone else before me. I have been given the right of intercession on the day of resurrection, and every prophet used to be sent to his nation only, but I have been sent to all mankind. So from the things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala particularized to this nation, to this ummah, is having the earth a thing to perform tayammum with or on. The tayammum came stated in the Quran in case of 
when water is not available and in case of illness, as in Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 5. قال الله تعالى وَإِن كُنْتُمْ مَرْضَىٰ أَوْ عَلَىٰ سَفَرٍ أَوْ جَاءَ أَحَدٌ مِّنْكُمْ مِنَ الْغَائِطِ وَلَمْ تَجِدُوا مَاءً فَتَيَمَّمُوا صَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا فَامْسَحُوا بِوُجُوهِكُمْ وَأَيْدِيكُمْ The ayah. The earth has been made for me and for my followers a place. Now the verse. But if you are in ill, yes, ill. If you are ill or in a journey, or any of you comes from the answering the call of nature, or you have been in contact with women, and this refers to having sexual intercourse, meaning, and you find no water. Then perform tayammum with clean earth and rub there with your faces and hands. <clears throat> so when water is not available, this is uh, Surah Al-Ma'idah verse uh, 6. Okay. When there is no water, then the person can perform. When water is not available, then person is legally permitted to use the uh, clean earth. Also, if the person is unable to use the water, the same ruling applies. Because in this case, it is not available, uh, you know, uh, in meaning, not uh, physically, so it takes the same ruling. The first hadith the first hadith under this chapter. The first hadith under this chapter. عن عمران بن حسين رضي الله عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم رأى رجلا معتزلا لم يصلي في القوم فقال يا فلان ما منعك أن تصلي في القوم قال يا رسول الله أصابتني جنابة ولا ماء فقال عليك بالصعيد فإنه يكفيك and the narration by Imran ibn Husayn radiallahu anhu, may Allah be pleased with him, he said Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw a person sitting aloof and not praying with the people in jama'ah, in congregation. So he asked him, oh such and such, what prevented you from offering the prayer with the people? He replied, O Allah's Messenger, I am Junub, meaning I am in a state of sexual defilement, and there is no water. The Prophet said, Perform tayammum, dry ablution, with clean earth, and that will be sufficient for you. And that will be sufficient for you. The narrator of this hadith is Imran bin Hussain bin Ubaid al Khuzai. May Allah be pleased with him. He accepted Islam in the year of Khaybar. <coughs> and he was carrying the banner of the tribe of Khuza'a during the year of opening of Mecca. And he was one of the fuqaha from the Sahaba, one of the learned companions and one of their noble ones 
بعثه عمر بن الخطاب عمر بن الخطاب delegated him to al-Basra عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه delegated him to al-Basra in Iraq to teach its people and he died in al-Basra in the year 52 after Hijra he died in al-Basra 52 after Hijra رضي الله عنه some of the wordings here aloof meaning alone uh, and uh, with people meaning the people praying the congregational prayer he asked him what prevented you from offering the prayer with the people he said asabatni janaba meaning a state of sexual defilement touched me either ejaculation or due to legal sexual intercourse and what's apparent it what's apparent is that it is a wet dream what's apparent that it was a wet dream and he said that he did not have water there is no water available or that there is no water around me so the Prophet ﷺ said perform tayammum and with clean earth that will be sufficient for you if you don't find the water the Prophet ﷺ here said with clean earth and we will discuss what that means the overall discussion now the overall discussion of the hadith this hadith is from a long narration reported by Imran bin Hussain radiallahu and in it the Prophet prayed Salat al-Fajr leading his companions in a travel so he saw a man keeping himself alone or away from the group standing alone not joining the Salah in congregation so he asked him what prevented him from joining the Salah in congregation and he said that he was touched by a state of Janaba being in a state of sexual defilement and he did not find the water to perform the ghusl to perform the ghusl, the, uh, the uh, bath, so therefore he did not pray. And it may be that he thought that the tayammum, dry ablution, is not sufficient for the person being in a state of sexual defilement. So the Prophet ﷺ commanded him to perform tayammum and told him that will be sufficient for you instead of water, as long as you don't have the water available. So the man performed the tayammum and prayed. Then the Prophet ﷺ moved on in his uh, journey and saw people complained because of thirst. So um, he sent someone to find the water, and so the water was brought, and the people were called, and they uh, drank, and then they also uh, gave their uh, uh, the their mouths to drink and and this 
this person uh, who performed the tayammum was given a uh, from that water and uh, a pot or a container with water and uh, he was told to go and to put it on himself uh, so as to take a bath from Janaba. This is uh, the story of this narration. The benefits of this hadith are as follows. Number one. <coughs> First benefit, that travel <coughs> does not lift the obligation of congregational prayers. Because it lifts the legality of the optional does not lift the legality of congregational prayer meaning it is legal because the Prophet ﷺ said ما منعك أن تصلي what prevented you from making the prayers with the jama'ah with the people so therefore the salah of congregation in travel is an obligation as it is in residence. As it is in residence. Because the evidences did not differentiate between residence and travel. Rather, in fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it obligatory even at times of fear. Even at times of fear. As in Surah An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 102, قال الله تعالى وإذا كنت فيهم فأقمت لهم الصلاة فلتقم طائفة منهم معك وليأخذوا أسلحتهم When you are among them and lead them in salah let one party of them stand up in salah with you taking their arms with them when they finish their prostrations let them take their positions in the rear and let the other party come up which has not yet prayed So this is even during the times of confrontations with the enemies and at times of fear it's to be uh, obligatory performed its, its obligation is to be performed and the second benefit is the permissibility to ask the one who is not praying with the jama'ah for the cause why he is not joining the jama'ah that it is permissible to ask someone who is not praying with the jama'ah with the congregation as to why Thirdly, the obligation to perform the dry ablution uh, for a state of sexual defilement if the person does not find the water available. Third benefit, or fourth benefit, that tayammum, dry ablution, is sufficient as a replacement for water and takes its role in everything until the person finds the water. And in this uh, narration, there is another benefit as well, is that it is not conditional to perform the wudu if the person is performing the ghusl. Wudu in the ghusl is not an obligation. It's not a condition. It's not a condition. And the fifthly, that the person who performs tayammum due to the unavailability of the water 
then he finds the water, then it is incumbent upon him to purify himself with the water. For example, if someone is on a travel, on a journey, and uh, he was uh, touched by a state of sexual defilement, uh, what a dream, or due to uh, legal sexual intercourse, and did not find the water, water was not available, and so he performs the tayammum, then after that he reaches the, his destination, or he finds the water before reaching his destination, then it is incumbent upon him to make ghusl, to take a bath. The sixth benefit, <coughs> the ease of the Islamic Sharia, where it permitted for the person who does not find the water to make the tayammum and pray until he finds the water and does not repeat the salah and does not repeat the salah seventh benefit the care of the prophet alayhi salatu wassalam towards his companions or the eighth benefit whichever now eighth benefit yes the care of the Prophet ﷺ towards his companions, where he checked their affairs, and so he found this man standing alone, and he said, why you are not joining the prayer, and why you are standing alone? This shows his care, ﷺ, towards the companions, and checking their affairs. The ninth benefit a person should not go and denounce before affirmation that before affirmation of the state of the person because in this case this man was excused or, or, or the person may be excused rather and may be not so therefore the person should seek details, should ask for details before denunciation of what is, may appear to be wrongly done. And this is the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ to ask for details. then they might be wrong and directing to it and giving the solution. Take for example the situation when the person entered the Friday prayer, joined the Friday prayer and the Prophet ﷺ was giving the Friday sermon and the man sat before he offered the two Raka, two units of prayer upon entering the masjid, the solicitation of the mosque. He did not offer these two units of prayer, these two raka, and he sat immediately. So the Prophet ﷺ asked him, did you pray the two rakas? When he said no, then he directed him to stand up and pray them. 
And there is an, <coughs> a situation, an incident of a woman, who she was a dean of a college, and she was performing rounds in her college. So she saw one of the students with her hair shaved totally, and she uh, summoned her to the administration and began talking to her in, you know, uh, denouncing that, etc., and yelling at her. And she was silent, the girl was silent, while the this dean was going on and on insulting her for that. And uh, when she finished, the girl said, this is because I am ill, I have cancer. So this incident also is very relevant to the point made earlier, that affirmation is to be sought before denunciation or denying what is wrong. And we talked about this earlier concerning even a person who may be eating uh, in, in, uh, while in the month of Ramadan. A person should not rush and uh, denounce him right away because he may be uh, traveling. So, again, this uh, is another illustration of the same point, and there are many, many, many other examples to give. But, inshallah ta'ala, the point is clear. The next benefit, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the earth a clean place to use for dry ablution. So Allah described the earth as tahur, purifying, or used, or rather, I'm sorry, the tahur in this case, and the hadith which... Uh, we gave in 3, 130, the earth has been made for me, a place for praying and a thing to perform tayammum. is is a means by which to perform tayammum. It's different from the tahir. So Allah described it as such and generalized. And he did not say the earth with dust or soil or the earth with stones or the like. Rather, he Subhanahu the, the Prophet ﷺ generalized. So it is used, therefore, for purification. Just as water used for purification. So the Prophet ﷺ said in this hadith, therefore anyone of my followers can pray whenever the time of prayer is due, meaning he is not excused. And catching the salah means to perform it with the time of uh, during the time of its commencement. 
So they perform, therefore the person should perform the Salah in any place, except the places where there is a specification of them, where prayer is not to be offered, and this will be detailed in the coming hadith, when we discuss it later. But the point here, he should not say that I should delay, so that I can perform the, uh, the, uh, the ablution with water. We say the earth is clean, so use it. And in this there is dalil, there is evidence that it is permissible for the person who does not find the water or the water is not available to him to pray in the beginning of the prescribed time and it's not obligatory upon him to wait till the latter part of the time. However, the people of knowledge said if it is hoped that he will find the water or knows of its place before the end of the time, at the latter portion of it, then he may delay the Salah to find the water. So therefore, all the earth is a place for prayer, except for some of the places which we will mention in the next hadith, the exceptions. So therefore, it is, it is correct to perform the tayammum on stone, uh, earth, rocky, and sandy, and what? All the earth has been made a place of prayers and a means to use for purification, whether it is sandy, wet, or rocky. So if someone, however, says that, if the sandy or wet or rocky earth, there is no dust on on it, and thus the tayammum is invalid, or is incorrect to perform tayammum on it, in case there is no dust on these things, then the answer, who said that this is a condition that dust should be, covering these places, while we know that the hadith is general, and the Prophet ﷺ knows that people travel during the winter time, and the winter days, you know, they are rainy or wet, generally, and he ﷺ traveled to Tabuk, and on his way there are so, uh, there are uh, sand areas plenty of sand on the road and people still perform tayammum and they did not carry with them bags containing dust so therefore tayammum is valid on any kind of the earth whether there is soil on it or not now if someone says isn't there a hadith which says that its soil has been made for us as tahur, purifying? We say that if this statement is preserved from the Prophet ﷺ, then this is an example of mentioning some elements of the general 
in that which agrees with the general ruling. And mentioning some elements of the general, in that which agrees with the general ruling, does not indicate particularization as it is known. Except in situations arising from particularization due to description which necessitates or entails a particular ruling as if when you say akrim al-talaba honor the students then after that you say akrim al-mujtahid honor the uh, mujtahid the one who exerted the effort and succeeded so there is a wasf there is a description so in this case there is a particularization however the general title which is just a name, a mere name, this does not indicate or does not entail particularization. Also, it may be said also that this its soil has been made for us a purifying means this is based on what's mostly common that most of the earth is covered by soil so therefore still the case holds true that this issue of uh, dust or soil covering the earth is not a condition the next benefit that it is not a an obligation to seek the water before the commencement of time of the prayers. This is taken from hadith, the hadith of Al Bukhari and Muslim one three three one. Therefore, any one of my followers can pray whenever the time of a prayer is due. This is taken from this. <coughs> and this indicates to perform the Salah in its early time. This is another benefit. And the next benefit as well is, there is no distinction between men and women regarding this ruling of Tayammum. Finally, or more of the benefit is that it is permissible for the person who encounters the commencement of timing of Salah and does not find the water to pray with Tayammum or pray by using Tayammum even though he may know of the presence of water before the end of the prescribed time of Salah. And some of the scholars said if he knows of its presence um, at the latter portion of the time, then it is required from him to delay. And this has a sound uh, argument to it. Because um, performing the Salah in its early time 
of commencement is a sunnah and using the water when it's present is an obligation Finally, and also in addition it's not permissible to delay the time of the, pray, of the prayers even though the person may know of the, of the, of the availability of the water soon so one is not to delay the time or to delay the due the time, the salah, from its prescribed time, even if he knows of the existence of water that uh, in, a, in a short time to come. Because the Prophet ﷺ said, Falyusalli, let him pray. This brings the end of the benefits concerning this hadith and also we took some of the benefits from the other hadith because they are interrelated. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.